This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Post Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. Rock. Paper. Pixels. I am Patrick Avioli, and welcome to Rock, Paper, Pixels. The focus of this podcast is to discuss how our need to communicate has created a new economy and how it has affected the worlds of education, information, advertising, entertainment, and the arts. Uh, Our guest today is an established artist with artwork that has been rolled out nationally in retail, a certified K-12 art educator, has a passion for fitness and physical wellness, and currently a doctoral candidate at LIU Post in interdisciplinary studies and educational leadership. This gentleman's young man, this fellow I've known for years, has come up through undergraduate. He has a BA in art history and an MS in art education. Please welcome Segoya Wharton today. Hello, Segoya. Hey, Pat. How's it going? It's only been forever that it seems like I've known you. How long have I actually known you? In like three years. Oh, God. It seems three or four years tops? About four years, yeah. 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 Art 85. Yeah. That was the, that's still my happiest class ever. <laughs> it was a great class. Uh, I love getting those kids in there and discussing. The thing I love to do, and this is going to lead into everything we talk about today, and this is where we rolled around the floor. I would never roll around the floor with you. You would hurt me. But uh, here's what we had discussed, and I brought it up to another podcast E interviewee. Uh, he went to the Rhode Island School of Design. Oh, Mitchell, okay. right, exactly, yeah. the mothership. So, I, and I've known Mitchell since we were 17, high school, 16, 17. He was the best, the best, the best. Went to RISD. Now, the Board of Trustees alumni chair. Hmm. Big deal, right? Yeah. So, I said to Mitchell, uh, here's my philosophy in teaching my history of design class. Give me a quick evaluate, and we've done this, a quick uh, de- definition of art. Art is anything that evokes an emotional response. Give me a quick definition of design. Design is anything that serves a purpose. Right. And now I do my aha, taste the soup. (laughs) If design is anything that evokes a purpose, and the purpose of art is to evoke an emotional response, how could art not be a subset of design? And that's when Mitchell just started laughing. And it is pretzel logic, but it is something to challenge. And as we go through today, we're going to talk about the hierarchical, I can't say that word, structure of art design, art ed, digital, traditional. And this, to me, is pretty cool stuff. And you're a youngin'. How old are you? Uh, yeah, I am pretty young, I guess. I, I stopped counting after 30. Yeah, but you're probably half my age. Uh, I'm 36. Okay, close enough. Yeah. You know, close enough for what they say government work. <laughs> uh, so what I wanted you to do is tell me a little bit about your career path. So Where, what'd you start? You come out of high school. Right. College right away or no? Uh, college right away. Um, I, I stepped into Suffolk Community College um, where art wasn't the main focus. Um, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but from there, uh, I mean, I had landed a, a decent job right out of uh, Suffolk. So art education, even though it was in the back of my mind, uh, is not where I went originally. So Yeah, you went to construction? Um, so it wasn't originally uh, construction. I mean, I actually started uh, multiple jobs, but but the main job was accounts receivables. Um, from there, um, I was doing um, operations management. Uh, from there, I mean, my boss uh, took a liking to me, and I was he able- trusted you. Yeah, he did. I think that was the first impression I got from you, the first day I met you. Seriously, yeah. that you were a serious person who you could trust, 
And I think that's going to help you in your teaching career. I, I, I hope so. I think it is. I think <laughs> when they walk into a room and they feel, this is not a sketchy individual. Yeah, yeah. This is someone I'm going to leave my kid with. Yeah. And I'll probably be better off. Sure. So that's a great thing. And how many years was that? Uh, so so the transition uh, from art education took some time. Uh, it took about 10 years. Um, I mean, I went from operations management to leaving that position to a um, – um, a more of a, um, I guess, an, uh, more of an operations in mm -hmm. a different field as far as demolitions concerned. Mm -hmm. um, so I did there for five or six years. Uh, I went to a warehouse management, uh, and which I did for many years throughout uh, finishing up my art ed. Because it was flexible, right? It was flexible um, only because I, I made great acquaintances with yeah. who, who I worked with. Uh, yeah, so I was very But it fortunate. also always comes back to you. I'm not blowing smoke up your old address. <laughs> but I think if someone likes you and trusts you, they're yeah. going to be flexible with you. Sure. And, and if it, you're a problem, they're going to be like, I need an excuse. Sure. Uh, but, but you know, yeah, it's building the trust with somebody, and, and it you know, takes time. Yeah. yeah. It takes, well, you're going to be doing that now. Sure. sure. So today's topic I'm going to push you towards a little bit is use of digital in art education. Use of digital in art education. And... Uh, that's a bad topic. Uh, it really is, because what we want to talk about, how difficult it is uh, to place it in there without it seeming uh, like a bolt-on, add-on, forced. Yeah. How do you make it work? But uh, I want to talk first a little bit about, you know, the ever-changing space of art ed. In the last five or six years, it's really become... Evident. Oh, you, you know that better than I do. Well, I remember speaking to people about Twitter, and them telling me, "Why? Why do we? Why would we use that?" No, we cannot. We have children. Now, as I drive down Oakwood, and my producer today is John Meshi. He is a friend of mine for twenty years, gentleman I truly like and respect, and he grew up at Huntington Station mm -hmm. from the days from birth. Well, not birth, but <laughs> I get it. So as we drive down Oakwood. We see now, every high school, every junior high, every, everything, check us out on Twitter. See what's going on today. So now within five or six years from Verbotten, we will not do this, to please see your children's pictures on our Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Absorption quick, right? Yes. Five or six years. So you're, in, you're George Jetson. You're Jane. Get me off this crazy thing called life. Uh, yeah. It's moving really, really quick, right? Yes. Uh, How do you deal with that? Well, I mean... So, so, uh, someone once told me uh, that I personally was a blend, okay, a blend between digital and analog, right? Yeah. I don't know who that great person might be. <laughs> it, it might be you sitting next to me, right? Possible. <laughs> but um. But you're. Yeah, and uh, I really uh, took that into to my heart. Like I, I, I really, I mean, in my opinion, the brain is kind of like an analog, right? Okay, uh, without getting into the scientific stuff right yeah. now, and and digital. The question is: Is it slowly becoming digital? We're gonna get to that later. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's definitely another way to look at yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's not being afraid uh, of of things coming out. So, so so many people want to hold on to that traditional art, I guess, in our case. Which is a good thing. Don't get don't get any, either one of us wrong. No, nothing wrong with holding but, on traditional. Yeah. If the base intelligence is not there. All right. Fear will creep in. I, I agree. And as change occurs, fear gets bigger. Sure. Um, Just kidding. <laughs> but the brain is somewhat digital. But sure. We'll get back to that. But it is a sense of fear, right? 
It, it is a sense of fear. Um, and people don't, once people become complacent, uh, they don't want to let go because they they don't want to get used to uh, they don't want to get rid of of that familiarity with whatever it is they're teaching. You know, and stepping outside their uh, comfort challenges. zone, and it can be dangerous today to be seen weak in of all places academia, yeah. which was always kind of like a safe and not a safe environment because you're working your butt off. True. But an environment where you said, okay, I don't have to worry about all those other things. I can focus on the student, me, and learning. Right. And now it's not. No. Uh, now it's challenging every day. <laughs> yes. Uh, to, to say it uh, very lightly, as you just put it, true. Yeah. yeah. And the people I feel, and this is going to come out old, mm -hmm. and uh, I was just at a brunch with one of my old students, Johnny Mass. We went to oh. brunch on Saturday morning, whatever. We had something to eat. Yeah. And there was a young mother with two kids. And the kids were running up and down the ramp outside the diner like crazy. And the mother, you could see her face. She was like, oh, my God. So I looked at her and I said, my heart goes out to you. And she looked at me. She goes, no. I go, no, I have kids, too. I had kids. But I can, I can tell right now, you're putting in over 40 hours a week at your job. And you're doing this. She goes, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> and she goes, and the weekends are worse. I go, yeah, because you're looking to drop down a gear and they're ratcheting up. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about with young families, that second income, and I please, I'm not being sexist, but mom, having that 40-hour job and then having two and three and four-year-olds. True. And then on top of that, being challenged at a work environment like teaching. Right. It's, it's not, it's difficult. It is difficult. Um, I, I mean... There's so many, uh, I don't know, uh, life it seems more and more challenging. Uh, every day. Uh, every day. Yeah, we won't get into that. We're not a political podcast. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, it could go easily there, though. But digital <laughs> does challenge more because it changes every day. Well, sure. And, and, and digital uh, encompasses a lot. You know, yeah. it, it encompasses, uh, you know, not just uh, Adobe programs or, or your, your Mac. It, it's the social media involved. It, it's, 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 um, as I know we keep going back to politics, but it involves that. Uh, it sure does. You know, I, I but mean, it's it, also if Adobe upgrades, and Mr. Meshi here has been a digital Mac and Windows guru for years, helping everyone on this campus. Uh, when this upgrades, but the heart, but the system up doesn't upgrade. Mm -hmm. When the architecture of the computer doesn't match the upgrade on the software that you need. You know, I'm not being nasty when I say this, but charcoal and paper is pretty much so stayed the same. <laughs> and that clay, unless it sets, yeah. pretty much the same. Watercolor, too. But you can get up in the morning with a digital world and not know if it's going to run. And you just said to me you're going to be starting a new job, right? right? And it's going to include digital. That's right. why I put this topic down. Sure. You're going to go out there tomorrow or whatever day you're going to see if they turn on. Yes. Yeah. It's July. Yeah. And I... Uh, <laughs> And you're making sure eight weeks ahead of time, when you hit the button, the machine starts. Well, I always want to be prepared, you know. I, uh, That's why you're where you are. But yeah, I, I, I'm not going to wait for someone to tell me what's going to happen. That's um, I like it. Yeah, and, um, you know, there's no notes left behind from the previous teacher that was there. You know, hey, you should try this while you're there. But but I'm going to be prepared for from for not only are. myself but my students. That's why they took you to, uh, yeah. to go. That's why they took you because they could smell that. Yeah, they could smell dropping you behind uh, the lines. <laughs> you were leading the party out. You know what I mean? Like it was the Donner party or not? You were, <laughs> you know, you were leading them out, which is a great thing. Yeah. And I think that's why we became friendly. Yeah. 
because you're success oriented. Yeah. And the reason I'm bringing this up is the absorption of digital with the students today yeah. can be oversaturated, right? So today, digital is challenging for the teacher, yeah. for the student, for the environment, uh, and also the mind, right? Because we talked a little bit about analog mindset. Sure. Say, I'm going off note, and that's okay, because this is a conversation. <laughs> we, there are orators and there are philosophers, Sagoya. I am obviously a philosopher as far as my teaching goes. Yeah. An orator just stands up there and talks a lot, but I want to play net with you. Uh, analog, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it truly is spiritual. Yeah. And by analog, I mean that watercolor ink seeping into that beautiful arches paper. Sure. Right? And the ink alone, the color, the... The pencil on something, the the meditative <laughs> use of repetition. Sure. A little zen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, well, and what happens in the world of digital when the, the file jams up? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you blow the meditation at that point? <laughs> what, what do you chant then? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this will never come back. <laughs> what I'm saying is that world invades the brain of the artist. Sure. And it's always that fear factor, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so so listen. I mean, as far as analog is concerned, when when I when I think of art in my mind first, it's not a uh, my you know I'm not thinking of digital first. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm thinking of uh, my it five is. senses. You know, absolutely. I'm thinking, can I touch it? Can I smell it? Can I feel yes. it? You know. And there is a loss there. Right. There is that loss there. there um, I is. mean, digital. You know, I can run my hands across the, yeah, the not, screen. It's not going to happen. It's, it's not the same. You know, maybe it vibrates a little bit. I don't know. You know, I, I, but uh, but yeah, uh, uh, the warmth of the the the, the, this, the yeah. glow of my screen. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just not quite the same. No. Um, but but in any event, it, it, it's not a matter of uh, having digital as an add-on as you put it you know well it's a whole you know i want to do uh disney yeah but it's a, you know whatever <laughs> it's a whole new world let's i want to turn over to john for just one second hear me out the reason why you went from analog music to digital music right true uh touching that piano key the treble the the pushback from it the feeling of it holding it down and I think that's what he's talking about with the analog world no, of art, it's, right? It's the same thing. Playing a real piano yeah. is much different from playing an electronic keyboard. Electronic keyboard. Or even a touchscreen keyboard. Really night and day, but the, yeah. there are keyboards over the years. Keyboards have been developed yeah. to mimic a that, real, a what real would you, What is it called, John? Like a little reverb? They call it weighted keyboard. There weighted you go. Keys. So, and the reason I'm bringing that up, and first of all, I just love this gentleman, and that could be said forever. Uh, Whack, walk them. Uh, now they're dealing with pressure sensitive stylus. Right. Now they're dealing with I'm going to actually dip that stylus in, so to speak, watercolor. Sure. And I'm going to hit that paper and it may spread. Right. Where we, and I think it's the chaos and controlling the chaos of paper, ink, that engages the senses, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, but, but like traditional art, it's, it's that unpredictability. Yeah, you know, um, where digital, it's predictable. No matter any yes. which way you yes. slice it, yes. it's predictable, um, uh, and that yes. that scares teachers too. Um, sometimes, yeah. uh, that resistance. But it also loses the beauty. 
It does, yeah. The I, accident is a beautiful, wonderful thing. Uh, let's think of Jackson Pollock, right? Absolutely. You know, let's let's think of uh, any of them, right? Twombly, sure. Mark Toby, yeah, Basquiat, someone, you know, Basquiat. right? Basquiat had the accident before he started painting. Yeah. Eh, well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he is my one of my all-time favorite. Yeah. Now let's go to my other favorite, Duchamp. Okay. And Duchamp's Aha. yeah, his ready means, right? Well, and more than the ready means, the chaos. Mm-hmm. He would the one I love is called stoppages. True. And he would have a meter long string and drop it onto a piece of paper and do that three times and declare that that was the composition because he would paint over it. <laughs> now that was Andre Poincaré. That's right. Is hey, little little fist bump on that. <laughs> no, but not many people know about that. Yeah. Is chaos theory? Who taught you that one? Near you. And there's another reason I adore that woman. She would be proud. <laughs> That's another reason I adore that woman. I've never spoken to her about that, and that was my master's thesis. Yeah. My master's thesis was the use of new media in higher education, mm-hmm. focused on the work of Marcel Duchamp. Sure. Why Duchamp? Because he had this wide range of media, mm-hmm. and because he integrated math with the art. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. See, this is the reason why I like her so much more and, and whatever. But yes, and now do you know the, the theory of singularity? Mm-hmm. Aha, Aha, see the tie in here. Taste the soup. There is exactly one string overlapping, creating multi-dimension. Sure. No, but see, my reason for bringing this up, there's always a reason, trust me. That is digital, what we just talked about, but not really. You understand what I mean? It's the reference point that truly digital can help explore. You know, well, you could sit in a basement for 30 years with legal pads. Sure. And you'll get Einstein's theories. <laughs> or you can kind of help it along with a computer, a database, and, you know, some form of calculator. Right. Not that the beauty gets lost. But that brain thinking like that is not what we would consider to be the normal artistic viewpoint. True? Sure. It's more of an analytical thought, digital world, a little bit. Right. You know. But uh, we won't go too far up that way. We'll come back. Our teachers integrating digital into the classroom so i wrote some really good stuff um I, I, I need i need to scroll down to that um, so so let's see uh w- w- what specific question where did you ask let's go. That? Oh, okay how much more does the analog experience connect with the brain and the person uh, that's kind of a nice little segue from that so so as you said how much more does analog experience connect with the brain yeah. person right so 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 what is the difference so we've already discussed the difference between digital and analog. We're going to do it 12 more times. Yeah. So, so the difference uh, with digital, yeah. I wrote, it can be copied endlessly, right? Digital can be copied endlessly. Got Walter Benjamin. Okay, right. And analog, well, that can only be copied a few times before it degrades. Yeah. Can, can I not? Okay. Right? So, yeah. so, so. Back to Walter Benjamin. Right. So think, think of a record, right? You've lost worth. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. But but so so hear me we out. We actually wrote this paper in Art eighty five. We did. I know. Based on value. I know. I looked it up too. I I, I reviewed my notes. Aren't right? you a little frightened by me at times? <laughs> because you, of the memory. When you go into a doctoral program. You go. Wait a minute. <laughs> I say I'm that glad. Crazy uh, son of a. I'm glad I wrote this stuff before. It's easy to reference. You know. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. A little so, bit. I do so, it for my own entertainment. So so analog. I wrote it. That doesn't mean that it's antiquated, right? No. It's It's simply that digital and analog are complementary, and they both have unique roles in ed- art education. Good move. Right? Good um, move. The analog experience, however, in my opinion, is an exact replication of the live moment, right? Because it physically impresses itself upon a medium. 
Okay. Right. I mean, personally, with analog, I mean, I, I can smell vinyl records, right? I, I, I can feel it. It feels like I'm actually in... You hit a drum right? with that. I have no idea, John. Help me out. But I'm talking about the big kettle drum and the mallet. <laughs> and that shakes through your arm. It does. Right, and, and that and, brings you into the moment. But with the record, I'm actually there with the band, right? I'm, I'm actually playing. I, I yeah. hear it, the you know, or or yeah, even yeah. a tape player, right? Oh, yeah. I can hear the click yeah, yeah. of the tape player still in my mind from yeah. when I was a kid. Um, so for me, that's nostalgic. But also, Spotify is something like that. Is like, oh my god, it's it's like ADD music. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I do hear it. I like it. I don't like it. I don't. <laughs> And that's another thing to discuss. Michael Hines, uh, the superintendent of Patchogue Medford. Yeah. He was my second guest on this podcast. That was a good podcast. I listened and to it. And him talking about the factor that we don't allow children to get bored. Yeah. We don't allow them to sit in front of something and go, it's not doing what I want. No, no, it's not. Welcome to life. All right. All right. And I, I think that humanity mm. is from analog. I, well, okay, and that goes. Yeah, that, you? yeah so so that goes right That's into what I'm saying, out. right? So 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 I, I I agree. So so the human eye, brain, I believe, is analog, right? Yeah. Sound waves are heard, sound of ears, causing yep. a physical vibration. Yep. Okay. So so, um, let's I, say the human mind is analog. Sure. The brain is digital. Yeah. My, my the brain. mind, the person, the experience, the life is analog. Yeah. My my, my brain. I don't know where it is sometimes, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Wait, you get to be my age, <laughs> right? And, and and digital is an abstraction. Yes. Okay. So so I feel when art is recorded or created digitally, some of the physical connection to the artist is lost. Yeah. When when things are charged into a bit of a, yep. a series of bits and yep. zeros and ones, right? Anyway. For our generation. Our generation. For your generation even. Yeah. Oh absolutely. The next one's coming up. <laughs> oh God, I know. Maybe not. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you know because so, they are veal. <laughs> I'm working my books in here. I don't care what they say. <laughs> so they are little. They're they're sucking that pipeline down like crazy. I know. And you know, it's funny. So so as we as I was preparing to do this podcast with you, um, you know, I was looking at all the research out there. Obviously, doctoral student, right? So what do yeah, I do? Read, That's why I asked you to do this. I read re research papers every day. You know, uh, exactly. It's, it's nuts. But so so honestly, there's a lot of yeah. research that tries to prove the brain is more digital platform than an analog, right? I need to read that research. Yeah, it's back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll press it along. I got we're a ton in the of time them. Time of transition. Sure, absolutely. But who really knows right now, right? No one. Does. No one. So, so I neither. I'm well, we got a hankering. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. I know. It smells digital. I know. <laughs> you know, what I'm I know. To, really, it's what it hey, is. But, but listen, personally, I'm neither for or against digital. You know. No, I know that. You know. You know. Uh, uh, but it, listen, dude, it really is a problem time. Yeah. yeah. It is because let's let's go a little bit down the line here. Gray hairs. Yeah. When we walk in a room, here's the first thing a student does. Yeah. They save their file. Yeah. As soon as we go near them, it's like Jaws. I don't know. You, you think they look at me like that so far? No. Uh, I'm talking about me. No. Oh, yes. Uh, I, oh, never, oh, I never oh, did. Yeah. I never did. I come, no, you're not because you're, you know, you're an older, intelligent person. <laughs> I see a freshman or a sophomore now, a freshman. I just had high school kids in. <laughs> I come around them and they have workup. They're like, I had a kid slap the mouse out of my hand. <laughs> I swear to God, he did. He slapped the, slapped the mouse right out of my hand. Don't you touch that? You're an old person. You don't know what you're doing here. Oh man! I go. I'll also say to them though that if I grab the mouse again, you can slap it away again. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's sort of like I've stepped over my bounds. Yeah. I shouldn't be using your mouse. I should tell you to do it instead of me. Yeah, Sometimes but that's it's easier just to grab it. But that's a little uh, Faye Dunaway Chinatown. 
Well, I'm surprised you know, they. Mouse. Listen, I'm so surprised that we're using mouses nowadays. Couldn't right? agree with you more. Right? What, Neurosky. What's a mouse? You know? Well, whack. Well, whack them all. Walk them. Walk them. Well, whack them all comes up a lot in these podcasts <laughs> because right now we're trying to make sure those kids are okay. Yeah. What's that? We're mousing already. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I'm not trying to throw you up. You keep your reading where you is. Uh, the digital natives world. It. This is going to be a rodeo and a half because yeah. they're going to keep coming at you. Yeah. And they're going to come at an exponential level. I like that, though. I know you do. Yeah, that's good. When, when, I don't mean to get a little personal here, but when, when were you born? What what month? Uh, June. Yeah. <laughs> June what? Eighth. All right, we're getting closer and closer to Segovia. I'm June 3rd. You know I know. That, I know. Yeah. I know. All right, we, so we there's a re- similar, every uh, time I wind up with these kids. Steve Rysick, when's your birthday? At the end of four years, uh, June 4th. I'm like, oh, no wonder why we've been friends for years. June 3rd, June 8th, crazy Gemini. Yeah. But that's why you just said to me you like it. I do. Because you're, uh, that constant brain move is yeah. addictive. True. Last night, come inside my mind, Robin Williams. Two hours went by in three seconds. Yeah. It was Einstein's theory of relativity, right? Watch that thing like this, and I uh, truly missed him at the end. Mm. At the end of those two hours, my heart just said, oh, my Lord, there's one person I wanted to meet. And he said, they said to him at one point, do you know anybody, as, I hate to use the word smart, but as quick as you said. He goes, no, but I'm meeting them now. Mm. And Oliver Sacks. Yeah. These, and he started talking about the conversations he's had, and Sachs was just to him amazing because he would, you know, it was amazing. So my point being is, do we need more of that level to properly integrate what's coming down the pike? Are you the prototype a little bit because of your love of analog and traditional, but your acceptance and understanding of digital? Well, I, I and I think that's what they're seeing across the table when they do the search or the hire. Yeah, well, I certainly hope so. Uh, you know, uh, I, th- I think even being that blend uh, is, is scary for some to even take on, though. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I've, I've never found it. Uh, a lot of information. Yeah, yeah. Could hurt. It, it certainly can. Uh, and then they, they look at you like, oh, mm-hmm, let's not go down that road. <laughs> some people get upset that you know that much digital and traditional. Sure. Yeah, um, watch it. Yeah, it is. It is a challenge for people to accept someone who has a strong coherence, sure, of analog and digital, sure, and can really master them. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to go to one of your questions too. Yeah, like, so, so one of how you said, do they take to it? Faculty, oh, yeah. students. And students. Those are right? two separate questions. Yeah. Just, just so, lazy. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 And, and it, it's true. I mean, but they're obviously, uh, you know, together. So, so, so I took that complex answer, right? And and I looked towards another research article, of course, oh, yes. right? Uh, one of the research articles was titled Four Approaches to Implementing Digital Media in Art Education." Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this this wasn't this was actually uh, in the Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So so what they did was they tried to identify. Uh, the different school subject paradigm of both the teachers and the pupils and how they relate to digital media, right? They argued that there are four types of ways to look at how digital media and art are being met in schools, which I love, right? So they said there's a resistance, right? There's uh, as add-on, 
as embeddedness and digital media as being the dominant. Okay, so therefore, okay. which which I couldn't agree with more. I, that's yeah. what I see currently. I don't think I've ever seen digital media as the dominant yet, as far as not yet, not yet. What I've you know, but because I, I th- well, that has to go into politics. No, but too. you're going to see it when it becomes in a vocational structure. Sure, sure. Once the curriculum has any indication towards vocational structure, right. you're going to see a quick move to the dominance of digital. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm a big believer in cross-curricular uh, instruction. Um, I love getting uh, insight from my other uh, peers as far as English and whatnot, sure. especially teaching a lot of e l students. Okay. Yeah. So I, I love the cross-curricular. But back, back to what I was saying, right? Yeah. So, 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 those, so there are teachers uh, that, who resist digital and see traditional art as being threatened. Right, mm-hmm. so they resist. Then you have teachers that see some importance in digital, so they may add it on. So Which it appears that they feel that they the two could be uh, separated and taught in their curriculum. Right. Then you have the teachers that embed digital into their traditional uh, studio art classes. I think I embed it. Good. Okay. Um, but where I feel the motivation for artwork increases and the art subject is more appreciated is when you see. Uh, seen as a part of the larger media that all students can feel a part of, okay? So... Uh, many kids can't draw. No. They will learn how to draw. Yeah. Uh, but still, some can't draw. Right. Okay? Right. Uh, some is, is pretty nice. <laughs> some could draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they can be taught. Right. John Nagy. You don't know that. John knows John Nagy probably where they had the uh, covered bridge and the, the boxer, and that's what I did. And my, my aunt bought me that book. Yeah. And I sat in the the basement thing den we had at home, and I spent days drawing. The, my I was six, seven, eight years old. So if you do have an interest, you can learn. Hundred percent, and that you don't have to have pure talent to draw. You don't, and and it's funny though. Um, digital. Um, this leads to where I'm where I'm going to write my doc. My you know Go, my baby, dissertation. Okay. Good, yeah. So so my dissertation I feel is going to be on. I mean I know I'm in my first year of it, but um, I feel that digital helps motivate my non-academic students. Yes, that's where the, yes. Right? So, so, so what I want to do is uh, see. Find uh, the bridge. Right, right. I want to see that gateway between, you know, yeah. I want to see my gateway. I want to have my non-academic students and see what motivates yeah. them. I consider myself the non-academic student that was motivated through art. Okay, so not necessarily digital. Well, you're for a Gemini me. visual artist. Dude. <laughs> you didn't have a choice. Yeah. You didn't have a chance. But 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 art was my motivation. Not not just the fact that I'm learning math through art, but art was my my goal. Is 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 what has been carrying I'm me through. I'm smelling Duchamp coming through here. <laughs> I'm smelling some way you're going to work in some kind of I, I, I analytical theory. Yeah. Well, don't make me build. talk about Baroque art too, though, because that's that's. Well, you know why they're Baroque? Yeah. <laughs> if they have no Monet. They have no Monet. Yeah. Right. But, but I want to get back to also, yes, so, so uh, you know, like I mentioned before, that digital media as the dominant. Okay, so so I personally haven't seen it as a dominant force. but In the curriculum. The in curriculum, well, yeah. sure. But some teachers might feel that traditional arts are fading, right? And and digital is the only way to keep art alive. No. I, and, but, but I've talked to teachers that feel that way already. I think they're responding to the want and desire of the student. Yeah, right. And how they can connect. Yes, right. And when the student looks at them with a, a pencil and they give them a brush with watercolors that have been used for six years and they're, they're scraping the red off the corner I of like the water. That, <laughs> Me too. But the kid's like, what would be the term they use? What is this bougie? Oh, God. Right? This, that might even be an old term now, right? Yeah, it is. Of course it is. I said it. It has to be old. Uh, they look at it like reprehensible that I'm supposed to work with this. Yeah. 
I'm with them to a level. Well, do you think these teachers feel the students are more competent than they are in the digital yes. arena? Yeah, well, it matters. Uh, isn't it, it matters. I'm old. <laughs> I'm 62. I stun them sometimes. So, but 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 to that point, so yeah. these teachers need to realize that it's not a matter of the students knowing more than they do in digital, right? Mm. It's it's that's where the, the teacher needs to push creativity, mm. right? Because I, I, technique I, technical is not creativity. No, indeed, yeah. no. It's food pellets. So right, it, it, it's it's not about digital isn't just t- teaching the student about the medium. No. Yeah. Right, so so it's pushing that creativity, it's pushing that boundary, and that's all art education has ever been. About. Should be right. I'm with you. Yeah, because if you want to work this into not being vulnerable, mm. Mm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping to God that we get Dr. Izet Mergen on this show, and you're going to be here for that, sir. I don't care what you say, Dr. Izet Mergen on this show to talk about the future of arts in K to 12 education, arts in general. Right. And Izzy, Dr. Mergen, Izzy is a brilliant digital mm. person, and he's a musician like Wyclef Jan, I believe. He is, oh, yeah. actually plays with him. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the kind of level Izzy is. And he does traditional music, of course, and does you know digital, and, and was my son's teacher when he did that. Nice. The, the, the true well is analog. Sure. And, and it has to be. The true well is analog. But the problem becomes uh, these kids jump over it because they don't see its value, because it's too slow. Do they Do they not, well, do you feel they don't see the value because they don't know any better, or is it the people around them not showing Their them the world, value? Their it's, world, it's uh, FOMO. <laughs> it's totally FOMO, fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. It really is, yeah. because if this goes back a little bit to what you're gonna have to handle, yeah. this world of digital coming in, why am I wasting a half an hour doing this? There's no value in it. I could be online checking out what Kim Ye did today. And it's this anxiety treadmill. And that's why I joke around about George Jetson. <laughs> These kids are on that treadmill in a vicious way. Mm. How are you gonna prove to them that when you enter this room, there is no other world? That's what needs to happen, yeah. in my humble opinion. Mm. When you enter this art room, which should be a wonderful sanctuary, there is no other world going on outside. You're probably not gonna see that with the main student body, but you may see it with the AP-ish, a advanced placement kind yeah. of kids. That when they walk in that room, it's yeah, you know, the Vegas dealer for the outside. Uh, well, I definitely strive for it to be more than just the, um, yeah, it's more than just the AP. Yeah, it's, a, it's not gonna be that. I, I have no uh, doubt in my mind that it's not going to be. Uh, oh yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, that's why you're here today. Yeah, I, because I, you're really a teacher, teacher. Yeah, and um, you know, I won't accept that. So yeah, <laughs> I said yes already. I'm not even your student. I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> just out of pure fear. But there is that edge, which is a good edge. Yeah, it's a good edge. Trust <laughs> me, especially today. Uh, uh, does the tactile experience help build better neuropathways? I, I like that question. I do too, because a friend of mine who's a psychologist tried to explain what is happening to the younger generation. Yes. He's actually finally reading my book, Veal. But his his description to me was, imagine it's a field of high grass. Uh. And you walk to get something uh. every day. And you take a certain route. Sooner or later, you've worn the high grass out to where it's a path. Yeah. If you don't take the right paths, you're by nature, you will go down the paths you created. Mm. So neuropathway is not structured properly, and this is where education comes in. 
can lead to a big problem. Well, I like the metaphor you use. I mean, I, I kind of so so wait. Let me let me answer your question because yeah. I wrote some stuff here too. So, so right. So speaking of neural pathways, right. So I was actually sifting through some old books. Okay, I actually have some art books. It's not digital so either, I, right? And they smell and they feel a certain way. They smell like coffee too. Um, and mine one day was a book that came uh, to mind by Betty Edwards. You, ever, sure, sure. you know who Betty Edwards is, right? I know the book. Drawing on the right side of the brain. Okay, I remember getting this book, and I, well, I don't remember actually getting it. Uh, I know I've read it with my father. My father's a big into art, right? Uh, especially on my father. Jumped over that way too fast. Yeah, back. yeah, especially on my father's side. I mean, I remember being five years old. I remember sitting in my grandmother's uh, office area, and I see illustration drawings. Okay, when I was five years old, and this has stuck out in my mind ever Absolutely. since. Absolutely. My my grandmother uh, last turned ninety nine, right? But she still can draw portraits where, where her sight isn't what it used to be and wow. still can draw portraits to this day. Wow. Uh, but that's different. Anyway, so 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 uh, I remember Betty Edwards, and she advocated that learning to draw then turns out to be something more than learning to draw, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, paradoxically, learning to draw means learning how to make a mental shift from left brain, yeah. or L mode as she called it, to right brain, or yeah. R mode as she yeah. called it, right? That is when a person trained in drawing does, and the and this ability to shift thinking modes at will has its important implications for thinking in the general and for creative problem solving in particular. Yeah. Right? So, so what this means is student performance in other academic areas is increased due to art education. Yeah. Right? This Thus, is where you got to bang that drum slowly. Absolutely. And this is where Izzy comes in with music. Music is so close. This gentleman over here is a musician, trained musician, trained composer, John. And he's a computer programmer, mm-hmm. coder, because he has those two strengths right. together. Dr. Heim, Meshi, and Burns. A lot of these people that have had the arts embraced in and are, are, are what we consider today to be the STEM group, right? right? And now how do we work STEM to STEAM? We won't. We didn't prep for that. No, we didn't prep for that, but but that's so something. You, you uh, get the point a little bit. Well, that goes along with my cross-curricular instruction I love to do, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, uh, but they're, they're, they're forcing that hard today. Yeah, they are. The, too hard. Well, listen, I'll walk past my hallways and I'll walk past my uh, uh, the science teacher where it says STEM on there. And here's me in my class telling my students, make a nice A that we could put a little A Absolutely. in between there. You know? And that's John Maida. <laughs> yeah. That's John Maida brought that term out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's, one day I'll meet Mr. Maida. Yeah. It is a big deal. It's a big deal to make sure that this stays. stays. You can get bouldered over really quickly in school districts and curriculum, right? Yes. It's the first thing that gets cut. Yeah. Art gets cut before anything else. Art, music, gym? Uh, art, music. Art, music. Art, music. Well, I asked. Yeah. Very fast. You have to integrate, Chief. <laughs> you have to tap dance. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, integrating digital into it is going to be a key thing and you're lucky not lucky you know the harder you work the luckier you get right sure so my point being is you've worked for it you positioned yourself for it don't take your eye off of that no and there has to that steam has to go there yeah yeah well you have a mechanical brain right i hope so yeah i I, I, I know i mean you can fix things i do yeah you're that guy yeah uh I, i i've i've been fortunate enough i mean i remember 
working on cars with my dad when I was young. That's my point. You know, yeah. uh, where my mother's like, you should probably listen to your son. It was just my mom's birthday. Uh, I saw. Yeah, yeah. Has she passed? No, no. She's oh, still She's still kicking, kicking me. You know? How old is she? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I'm allowed to say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's still 29. Beautiful. So I <laughs> Right? I don't know how she does it. Dang. 29. If that's the woman in the picture next to yeah, that's Yeah, that's my mom. Is dad alive? Of course. Wonderful. He's still kicking too. Wonderful Kicking thing, my mom, dude. and then my mom's kicking me from the kick. Wonderful thing to have. <laughs> Miss my biggest loss. Yeah, yeah. They've been together, uh, God, how long have they been together? Going on 40. Going Good on 40 years. Okay. Yeah. But they have been uh, people behind you. Always. And they have reinforced your neuropathways. Sure, sure. Uh a wooden spoon does that in an Italian house. That's, <laughs> does that qualify as a neuropathway or just? I thought flip flops were universal. Yeah, too. there you go. Flip flops now. <laughs> flip flops are modern. <laughs> okay, anyhow. What about a better sense of accomplishment once you're analog? Better sense of accomplishment. Like when a student looks like, and let's be realistic. If you pull out a portrait of someone done in pencil, right? Right. And they look at it, and everybody from could you still cod down? Yeah. It's always like, oh my God, it's amazing. How did you do that? Right. If you pull one that's digital and print it, whether or not you used a tablet or not, yeah, there's always that step back, right? Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny because I, I, I was preparing for that question that you, okay. you, you posed for me. And I wasn't sure, honestly. I wasn't sure where they answered that. Yeah. Um, that's why we're so, talking. Yeah. So, so. Um, what I, what I thought of is regarding digital versus traditional painting, right? Yeah. All forms of art are very unique in their own way, right? Um, digital art, in my opinion, is just uh, another unique form of art that builds on previous skills learned by kinda practicing Kind of true, because art. if you ever seen the work of Jasmine Chelly, okay, one of our students here, who would yeah. draw with a Wacom, because she pulled in the beautiful traditional, and she starts from, she starts from a blank file document. Hmm. I'll send you a link to her speed yeah, uh, I would files. Yeah, I'll see that. And that's, the, that's one of the rarities yeah. that counters what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. As I wrote here, traditional art is a direct and immediate expression of one's creativity, right? Mm -hmm. It's direct and immediate. I mean, pen, pen to paper, <laughs> pencil, yep. you know, char charcoal to the paper, it's, it's direct, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what I wrote, the, the artist uses his or her physical experience uh, as the medium, right? Their physical body is the yeah, medium, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so as we spoke earlier, Jackson Pollock, right? Yeah. Right? Action yeah. painting, right? Yes. So, so, so uh, and, and through that medium, which is a mold of physics into a creative arrangement, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so in comparison, digital painting, uh, I guess, for instance, requires at least one extra layer of mediation yes. to the creative process. Yes. Okay, uh, or, or a computer interface, right? Yeah, electricity. electricity right? Right? So, so moreover, the the result, uh, the resultant digital art Removed. product can only can only be witnessed and enjoyed under certain conditions, unless printed, right? And an additional layer of media. So, if we consider traditional art as self-expression, as it is for me, then uh, a digital art may seem to uh, be a little bit diluted. No. Maybe. Point, point. Let's let's jump to photography, traditional, not digital. Okay. Once you went into the dark room, chemicals pulled it out. Uh, yeah. You have that bridge in between. Sure. Right. Yeah. And by bridge, what I mean is the challenge from analog. Yes. To digital. Yes. And this goes back to Benjamin. Yes. Walter Benjamin stating that once you can replicate something, and in class that time we said the only way to add value 
to that photographic print is to destroy the negative. Yes. And that's where I challenged you with the paper saying, so you're saying the only way we can extrude beauty right. is to destroy something. And we talked about it with printmaking, yeah. right? If you had a, a block, uh, whatever it is, you know, limestone yeah, or whatever. You have to cut the screen or break the block to increase the value mm -hmm. because it's limiting. And this goes back to digital too. Now, Camille Utterback sneaks her little face in here. <laughs> and the factor that people are walking around the gallery space creating the art. Yeah, I, well, sure, sure. So this takes away a little bit more of that layer. Yeah. But it does challenge whether or not it's art. Yes. Because there is no craft. But right. the craft is the code. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's where the problem comes in. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I, I always think of like the Gutai or something too. Say it right? again? I always think of like the Gutai, you know, right? Well, how, you know how the Gutai in the 50s, they, they right. Japanese art where they made oh, oh, oh. the mechanical and, and, and it was creating the art. Yeah. But those, you, you know who those... brought that up to me too, right? The Gutai. Near you. Yeah, of course. Who else? <laughs> right? So We're so, going to just say that it, from now it's, on. It's stuck in my brain, right? Yeah, she's. So, but, but it's only because I wanted to really uh, listen. Listen and add to, yeah, to the she, conversation. Yeah, said that word eight thousand times. You're the one of the three people in the room that remember it. But, no, but here's my thing with that. Okay, here's the way I would I would look at that. Uh, there were limited outcomes. Yes. With code, there are no limited outcomes, mm. and that's to me a little bit of the difference. Yeah. Going back to Duchamp dropping the string, no limited outcomes. Mm. You know, really, you know, there always are, but realistically. The other one I love is Rauschenberg's revolvers. Okay. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Damn, it's nice to talk to him. Uh, <laughs> there were limited outcomes with that. Yes. They were huge numbers, though. Yeah. Huge, because 360, time, you know, exponential times six. The big discs, big lucite discs with silkscreen prints, translucent. Put them in a row. They were like this tall, I think. Yeah. I remember seeing them, but it was a while ago. They were in a row in a slot thing that you hit buttons and you spun the discs, and you look through, and it created the composition. Yeah, which was great. 360 times, you know, 6 and 6 and 6 and da, 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 da. Big number, but still finite, yeah. right? Pencil and paper is infinite. Sure, sure. I kinda, I'm going to always give props <laughs> to the concept that analog is infinite. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Uh, we did natives. We did gray hairs. Yeah. We're going to get back to outcomes. A uh, sense of accomplishment. Eh. We're going to talk now. We're done with. Well, we'll come back. Uh, I do want to reintroduce you. Today we're speaking with Segoya Wharton, a doctoral student at LIU Post Interdisciplinary Studies, mm -hmm. and you previously have your Master's of Science in Art Education mm -hmm. and a BFA, uh, a, a BA, BA, BA in Art History. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, you been through the gauntlet yeah now that you've been a very uh loyal and dedicated student to this institution it should be recognized i'm going for my trifecta here right yes <laughs> like sea biscuit <laughs> uh anywho uh so i want to i want to do this outcomes i think that's where we is yeah we did a little bio we did uh your career segued into our tactile experience with with neuropathways a better sense of accomplishment uh Faculty and students taking to it. We we started to we, delve. We touched in there. on that. Yeah. Right? We're gonna come. Well, let's tie that to outcomes. Okay. Faculty, true. You have the four from the from the dissertation that you read. Yeah. That you, the research that you're doing for your dissertation. Right. Embedding was one of the key ones. That's at the end. Uh, 
What was the other three? There were add-on or so. So yes, there was there was um, resistance, add-on, right. embeddedness, and digital media is dominant. Dominant, right? So, given that those are four different worlds that you can live in, right? Judging outcomes, the student's outcome, or your own outcome as a teacher, but the student's outcome is really predicated on which one of those four the teacher's using. Okay, so so so. So I, I don't know. I, I, I picture. My, I consider myself a bit of a pragmatist, right? Yeah. Um, I I'm not always looking for the outcome. No, you shouldn't be. Okay. So so so. Uh, Dr. Hines would love you. Yeah, uh, and, and I consider the process in art making uh, to be extremely important. Obviously. Yeah. Right. So so maybe more important than the outcome. Absolutely. Okay. So so uh, well, could you tell him a fan of John Dewey? I don't know. Right. Uh, so if so. we teach today's students like we did yesterday, we will rob them up tomorrow. Yes, yes, indeed. So, so do we argue that education and learning are social and interactive processes, right? Um, and thus, that school itself is a, a, a social institution through which social reform can and should take place. Yeah. Right. So, like yeah. Right. So like Dewey, um, I believe that students need an environment where they can experience and interact in the art classroom. Right. That has nothing to do with outcome. Yeah. So so and it has more to do with the personal outcome of the student. Right. Right. And this is Heinz, Dr. Heinz. And, you know, people such as Sir Ken Robinson. Sure. And he's actually personal friends with him. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, neither did I until I was talking to the guy. I was like, Uh, wow. Right. But yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, I can't believe that we're actually teachers. Like John and I always say this to each other, like, do they know we're coming here every day? <laughs> but we do get paid. Because I think it's, I don't know, a natural sequencing. Yeah. So outcome isn't, I'm not going to say outcome isn't important because I know it is to you as well. Sure. No, no, no. I'm not negating that. But it's that. not it's what not. you drive in the bus. Correct. Right. Because there's a personal growth of the student. Right. And art needs to be seen as the catalyst for that personal growth for some. Sure. Music for others, right. art for some, but ne- to negate it right. when they go to those budget cuts. Right. I, I mean, uh, I guess we're veering off subject a little bit, yeah. but I mean, um, students of mine, yeah. e- even though I'm a new student, they don't just come to me for art. No, no. They don't just come to me for the no, art no. education. No, no. You know? Um, no, no. Uh, they're coming to me for... Uh, various social uh, concerns, right? Social Validation, concerns. too. Sure, social concerns first. Sure. Uh, you know, they're not coming to me, hey... Uh, no, you're Uncle Segoya. Yeah, and... and, and, <laughs> and um, but, I, but I love that, you know? Of course. You know, uh, where a student can ask me about uh, their math problem, they're like, oh, you could do math too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm ciphering. Yeah, Jeff, I, right? I, I got it. That? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let, let, me, let me come help you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> All right. Um, see, see that pigeonhole thing of artists? Yeah. You you can do math. Yeah. Yes, I can, son. <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 I did um, book learning. But but you know what though? I mean, that's part of the process, right? Yeah. That's part of the outcome. So, yes. So so um you know uh, students uh you know they they as I wrote here have the opportunity to take part in their own learning to process at a pace that suits them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um so 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 I, I don't know. I mean yeah of course the outcome is important. But, but it's that process of building up to that outcome. And hopefully the outcome drags them through the process. Not drags them, but <laughs> helps them. 
helps them. It, it brings them. It guides them through sure. the process. Through the pro yes, it, it, it makes sure they touch spaces with all the process. Yeah. And that's what I've been watching with with high school. I always, whenever I run into a K to twelve teacher, like through our honor scholar program, first thing I say to them is, "God bless you." Yeah. I just want you to hear, "God bless you," a okay. lot. Because how you guys do this, I have no idea. <laughs> 45 minutes, 45 minutes, 40. Oh, Mo Larry Cheese, how they do this. I, she asked me to talk one time. That quickly went away. Because I realized 20 minutes in, oh, the class is over. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's that. Yeah, it's timing yourself, getting that. Uh, yeah, your chunk, do, chunk, chunk. Getting your do now, doing yeah. a mini lesson. Yeah. Teaching a little bit, maybe. You, yeah. know, <laughs> you know, working on the project, uh, doing, the doing your exit, right? So, um, yeah, it, it's well, we believe that the mind can endure what the rear can put up with <laughs> in, in podcast world. No. 60 is when we uh, this isn't how it's turned when you can talk for three hours. But I do want to segue to one last thing. OK. Next steps for our dead. Next. Steps Will there go like there's this new thing called loop playground. Have you seen this? Yes. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. John, Lou Playground, right? Phys ed. How do you get kids to really move, move in phys ed? What they have now is projections on the walls of video games, not bad ones, video games, <laughs> like Asteroids, okay? Where you're given a dodgeball and you throw it at the wall and if you hit it, it blows up the asteroid. It is tray cool. So now these kids, like you can't get them out of the gym. Hmm. Little AR, right? Little AR, little VR. Uh, AR is cool. AR is cool. AR is going to be adapted much quicker than VR, only because of the less obstacle and impediment. Yeah, and, and it's funny because I, I I knew, I mean, obviously from being in your classes, I knew uh, that question was going to come up about AR yeah, and VR sure. or augmented reality, virtual reality, yeah. right? Um, and, and it's definitely a next step, right? Uh, culturally, you know, I, I want to go to Rome, right? Yes. Let, let's let's bring my student there to see. Absolutely. Right. right? Uh, I That's mean, the deal, right there. Too. Yeah. Let, let's let's have them walk around that sculpture. Let's Absolutely. be able to describe it. Let's let's be able to draw yes. it from a three D. Yes. Uh, and it's nothing image. in comparison to even showing a video of three D. Yeah. Yeah. This goes back to analog and digital. Yes. When they're in, you know, there are four kinds of space. Implied, illusionistic, pictorial, and actual. Right. And this is the use of actual space. Sure. That you can walk underneath that, touch it, look at it. Right. I mean, I, I, I see some funny things happening, too. Oh, yeah, it can be a problem. <laughs> right. But, uh, it's always going to be that kid. Hey, Mr. Wharton, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Timmy. Put yeah. that down. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> VR is what you're really kind of talking about right now is VR because right. you're going to have the headsets. Mm -hmm. Google Glass. Yeah, when's I that think, coming out? Because I've well, seen that for, it's for being, years. It's being used in uh, manufacturing and kind of like quality assurance, repair, techs. Yeah. The problem is Google, you got to love Google. Google's like Sergi Brin. Yeah. I, can't, I don't remember if it's Page or Brin. I think it's Brin. Right now, they're investing in the actual flying cars. Have you seen this? Uh, I don't know if I have it's, seen it. Uh, it's. Amazing. The only thing I've been catching up on is Jeff Bezos hitting 150 billion. Yeah, I don't know. But Kitty Hawk <laughs> is a, a version of this, and I think it's called Black Fly. This version, it's literally a personal flying car, <laughs> and it's supposed to come down to the price of an SUV within three or four years. 
It's bizarre, <laughs> but I want one so bad. It's not funny because I just want to like just, hey, how are you? Because it just hovers like 50 feet off the ground. It can go, but this is priceless, this thing. Well, well, no, I, I was, this wanted to, this while it was on my mind, I didn't want to forget. So, so like, you know how kids are playing video games sure. and they're using that, that digital world, right? But they're collaborating, right? Yeah, yeah. So why aren't we using that in yeah. the classroom, There's a right? gentleman who built Second Life a decade ago, entire things, friends of his that he knows, replicated the entire Sistine Chapel, NYU. Yeah. And it got, it was, again, the reason I was bringing up Google is they go so far down the road so fast that everybody's like, listen, I, my legs are killing me, <laughs> so I'm not going to pay attention to you anymore yeah. because you're so far down the road. These guys a decade ago were building universities. Right. One of my favorites was a 3D version of Starry, you know, Starry Night. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You, could, you walk inside the painting and you could look around. John, who were the schools? Harvard. Harvard did. Harvard, Yale, Vassar. Vassar, Vassar was yeah. the one that had the, the replica of the Sistine Chapel. Really? And you could fly up into the... This is nuts, right? And this is a decade ago. I know. And then Second Life kind of... They decided that they wanted... Educational wasn't... Wasn't moving fast enough, so right? They, they took the educational discount. We were waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah, well, We hey. were kind of waiting for you. Well... That's Beckett, yeah. waiting for well, Segoya. That, that's why I'm going for my, 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 my doctorate. Yes, uh, dude. And in realizing things that have been on my mind, and then reading all these research about, right. and then different policies that are uh, holding yeah. us back, right? Pace yourself. Dude. Yeah, I'm trying. But I don't. You know I don't. I know you don't. That's I'm why I said it. If, if I thought you were a yeah. multi bomb, but, I wouldn't have said it. <laughs> but but the, next steps, the next steps are definitely in the collaborative process between students and using this AR, augmented reality, and VR, and, and collaborating and bringing yes. it in. Um, I, it's definitely – I mean – uh, public schools might have an issue with that because yeah. they think of the virtual schools that are going yeah. on. But yeah, they could quickly go to charter. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the theory could be so heavily pushed in this world. Sure. To give them that art education, that art historical background, sure. making it so interesting for them sure. that they're not rolling their eyes. Right. I went into a class the other day. It was a K to 12ers. They were 15, 16. We had the Summers Honors Institute. Yeah. And I said something, and I said to them, I was saying to them how UX is, you know, da, da, and I go, oh, my God, I could hear your eye roll from here. It was amazing. I heard you click. But so that's what happens in this world, you know, situation right now. We have to wrap up at an hour because uh, people won't listen. They don't that's listen it? to me now. Really? I know. Right? Every okay. one of my guests says the same thing. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not given a lot of time, uh, opportunities to talk. I mean, I officiated my friend's wedding in DR not too long ago, two weeks really? ago. I, here's the wrap-up section. Yeah. I think you've seen my little thing. It's called Pencils Down. Mm -hmm. What did we learn today? You can finish that one up. What did we think we learned today? Well, uh, Is art ed important? Let's start there. Is art ed important? Uh, you know my answer for that. Sure. Uh, I... I Art Ed is the motivational gateway for my non-academic students. That's wonderful. Right? That's my dissertation. That's right? a nice, clear, concise dissertation. Right? Um, and it's, it's, it's a motivational gateway, not only for non-academic students, but for academic students as well. Right? Um, and without art education, uh, we're not tying together our curriculums. We're not bringing that creativity uh, into our classrooms. Um, art education is so important. Uh, and, and, and it should not be overlooked. And I feel um, 
well, I've always wanted to be that pioneer uh, to make sure art education is not just the, oh, that's the easy class yes, I'm taking, right? That's the easy course I'm taking, right? Of course. Um, and it's not, and it never has been. Um, so, so yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to blow it up. Yeah. You're going to make it a bigger thought process it's gonna happen. than it was before. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. And we've also learned today that at the brain may be more analog than digital. Sure. And my belief is the mind is analog. Mm-hmm. The spiritual remembrance memory is analog. Mm-hmm. And the brain, the physical workings of the brain is need, close to the digital. You need me to agree with that, right? Because I'm that That's transition. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but I believe it though. Synapses are electrical connections. Yes. yes. And you can build those connections or not, right? Yes. And that's how it works. So maybe it is a digital world. Uh, the future for you, just starting Brentwood? Just starting Brentwood. Uh, great first school year. district, first year there. Um, uh, a lot of opportunity for both uh, myself and my students. Um, doing uh, video production, doing uh, studio arts. Uh, there's. Uh, I'm going to have to start my own podcast too. Yes, you should. Uh, so, so we're going to be... Uh, it takes... It's a very easy thing to start. Yeah, so so we're going to be working on that very soon. Good. Uh, so we're going to be talking. I'll be some definitely more. talking to you the rest of the summer. Yeah, Seriously. indeed. So we're going to be doing a lot of work. Well, um, uh, Brentwood's not far from Huntington. Not far at all. And uh, it's not the Bronx. Like I said, it's a no, no, certainly not uh, the drive that I've been enduring for the past oh year. Um, that drains you to no end. Yeah, but but the Bronx School was a great opportunity oh, yeah. too. Um, it was a collaborative school. Two new schools brought together, um, and uh, you did a great I, job. I was watching you. You know, watching you on Facebook. Well, I, I learned a lot there. Uh, invaluable information. First from both. years are. Yeah. Um, Some mortal words of Jerry Garcia. The first well, there, was, there was a great principal there, um, great, great faculty, uh, great new teachers. So, so I learned a lot there. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, how did we get in touch with you, Segoia Wharton? So, so the best way, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, some of the ways you can do it on LinkedIn, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, uh, uh, you can Google me. My name is pretty easy to find. Why don't you spell it? Because uh, most people don't know. Sure. S-E-Q-U-O-Y-A-H. Last name Wharton. W-H-A-R-T-O-N. Uh, you can find me on my website, sequoiawharton.com. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so You'd have to fight for that domain, huh? No, not <laughs> at all. No, I didn't have to add my middle initial or any of that. Yeah, I didn't have to fight for Patrick Avioli either. That's, <laughs> it's really weird that that name wasn't there, yeah. but it was, yeah. you know, it was available. Yeah. But it is... As always, for years and years and years, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I, You know that I'm always going to be on the other end of the phone or Facebook or something. Absolutely. Until one day I'm not. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but I really want to thank you for this. I, I, it's been an hour and 15, right, John? Uh, anyhow, dude, thank you very much. Thank you. I really seriously hope to goodness that you have a wonderful year. Thank you. They are lucky to have you. I appreciate I, it. I think they really should know that. They are lucky to have you. And... Uh, Brentwood High School. Yes. Well, one of my good students, David uh, Dickinson, who mm-hmm. is the editor for this podcast, is an alumni. Oh, nice. So maybe one day you guys just talk well, up. Listen, Arnold Dodge, uh, the sheriff, uh, he's 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 no, involved. No, really? He's involved with Brentwood as well. Uh, I, I briefly spoke to him. Really nice guy. Uh, oh. I bumped into him, and, and uh, I, I think talking to him is with some things with Brentwood too. Good. Yeah. No, it's a good, great I opportunity think, there. Yeah, it is for you. It really is. Yeah. Best of luck, Chief. Thank you. Dude, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Rock. Paper. Pixels.
Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit WCWP.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.